anything. I just brought them in here. Darlene, do you think this is enough light? Oh, really? Do you think it's okay that I lit the ones out in the foyer? Oh, yeah. I mean, that magnolia's dry, but... Okay. Okay. Alright, so do we want to put these ones out and then we go to the other box? What do you say? Uh -huh. 
You better ask Harold, your husband. He said we need a delight. I love that. Is that good right there?
Lisa. Yeah. Huh? You're someone who don't want to get married with a glass one, a glass candle. <laughs> That's the way we operate in my family. <laughs> I told him, I said, well, we'll share one turn, of us. I hit him. That on. I can hear you very close. Well, today, toward the... Such a simple thing, isn't it? But it says in their word of God that in the beginning, now I want you to understand that this is a reflection that comes directly from the first words of Genesis. In the beginning, God. And what you have to understand, what it's really saying, because Hebrew doesn't use commas and stuff. It really is saying, in the beginning, pause, God. And what it's saying, before there was even a beginning of anything, there was God. He was before everything. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was before anything else at all. So in the beginning was the Word, the Logos. 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, is the manifestation of God come into the world in flesh. Incarnate God, God in the flesh. And it says that everything was made through him. If you read the creation story in Genesis, um, for six days, he, God did what? He spoke. And things were created, right? Truth comes from the word. The word defines what the truth is. And Jesus was the instrument of God's creation, that he created everything. And everything he created was what? Perfect. He created man in his image. Now think about that. What does that mean? That we look like God? Nah, that's not what it means at all. It means that we, God created us to have the same nature as God. We came forth from him, and we had the same nature as him. We carried that nature. Adam and Eve had that nature in the Garden of Eden. But then they sinned, and the image was corrupted. And the only way for any of us to get to heaven, to be able to come into the presence of God. And for a Christian, I believe that should be everyone's goal in their life is to come into the presence of God. And we should be working on, on that on a daily basis because the more and more I am being transformed by Jesus into his image, the closer and closer I get to God and the closer and closer I get to God, the better relationship I have with him. And it all comes down to light. It says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Jesus came into the world to reveal God to a world living in darkness. One of the things I mentioned this morning is the problem with those of the world, the world of flesh out there, is they're living in darkness, but they don't know it because they've never lived in the light. They, they, they see things darkly. They see things as a shadow. I remember I was doing a funeral years ago. Oh, sweet lady. Oh. And she had some of the most beautiful flowers in her garden around her house. And I remember when she passed away, thinking about those flowers, and I was thinking how beautiful they were. But then it occurred to me, those flowers are just a shadow of what real beautiful flowers should look like because they're part of the corrupted world. We don't understand what real beauty is and we can't understand what real beauty is because we've never seen real beauty. We can't understand what good is because God defines everything that is good, but everything we consider good in this world has been corrupted by the darkness of sin, and even the best of the good in this world falls, for, falls very short of the goodness of God. Jesus tells us that uh, no one is good except the Father. And when we step out of this world into his presence, when we 
are completely transformed and restored into the image of God as we were created, God will pour out his full goodness on our lives. It says, in him was life, and life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. It couldn't. It didn't understand it. But now, we've come into the light, haven't we? Do we have the light of Christ in us? I'm going to read what I didn't read earlier. There was a man sent from God who named, his name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that um, was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. John the Baptist was the first Christian. And what did he do? He told them, I'm not the one. I'm not the Christ. I'm not the Messiah. I am but what? A reflection of Jesus. And I've come into the darkness of the world to, to reveal that light to the world. And that's our job. That we, we're not the light. What are we? We're a reflection of light. We're a reflection of Christ. We are a reflection of what Jesus has done in our life, in our hearts, in our minds. The way we look at the world, the way we look at ourselves. And it is their job to go out into the dark world and reflect Christ to them. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Restored image, restored nature as God's nature is. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, physical birth, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We must be born again. We must become new creations. We must become new men and women in Christ, being transformed into the image of Christ. Now, I will say one thing. Uh, pastor we had here a couple of weeks ago, I, 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 I think he was wrong on one point, and I respectfully say that he's wrong. He told us that there were only two versions of the birth of Christ in Scripture. Amen? That's what he said, right? In Luke and in Matthew. And I'd say respectfully that there are three. It's brief, but it's to the point, and it says, and the Word became what? Flesh. If that's not birth, I don't know what it is. That is Jesus coming into the world. God becoming flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus came to reveal the nature of God, the character of God and he also came to reveal the character and nature of man as he was created to be because he was the image of God in the flesh, and that's what we were created to be. And I know people tell me all the time, well, pastor, I'm only human. Well, isn't that just the lousiest excuse you ever heard in your life? Yeah, we're only human. Human as in fallen nature, human as sinful creations, um, human as darkness dwelling, corruption, decay, separated from God, and say, well, I don't know how to be anything different. That's why we got this. It's sort of like, 
guys back there working sound and all the computers and everything. I hate computers anymore these days. And trouble is I don't know how to use them. How many of y'all have ever read a computer manual? Nobody ever reads the manual, do they? But God has given us a manual on who we are to be, to be pleasing to God, to be welcomed into God's kingdom. Read the manual. This is a lot easier to understand than that computer manual, I guarantee you that. And it's rich, and it's truth, and it's full of grace and truth. Jesus is in this Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the visible, evident reality of God's Word. We call it the living Word, don't we? Jesus is the living word. Now I want to read John 3, 16 through 21. Now the first verse everybody knows. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved, might be lifted up. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Those without Christ are living a life of condemnation here and now. They're living in darkness, they're living in corruption, they're living separated from God and from each other, and they're living in death. They're condemned already because they don't have Christ. They're just waiting for the day that they stand before God and he has to judge them guilty because they haven't believed. What are we celebrating tomorrow morning? The birth of Jesus? Well, yes and no. If Jesus had only been born, that wouldn't have helped us. But he lived, he died, he was buried and he rose again. That is the gospel, that is the good news that Jesus took on our sins. He took them to the cross. He shed his blood that all could be washed clean. <clears throat> he paid the price we couldn't pay. And the only qualification to receive it is to, well, receive it. A gift can be offered but it also has to be received. He who believes in him has not been condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Ladies, I'm going to pick on the ladies. Now, if I came to you, I'll pick on you. You're on the front row. You, you make an easy target. I come to your house. Children? One. Age? 21. Uh, remember 20-some years ago. Come into your house, and with me is a big old flashlight. And I'm going to come, and I'm going to start looking under sofa, behind it. When you got kids, you're not telling what you're going to find in some of that places, right? 
The light has, now you wouldn't want me to do that, would you? No, just for the stuff that I would have there. <laughs> but Jesus came to reveal the darkness within us all. But the trouble is people don't want their darkness revealed. They know it's there. I mean, they may try to deny it. They may say, well, it's not that important. But they don't want people to see it. It says that... Uh, uh, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, the bright light, the revealing light, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They know their deeds were evil. They know. I remember I used to tell people one church of that. I said, we're all wicked. We were all born wicked. We had one lady there, Shirley. Sweet lady, just sweet lady, but she hated that. She said, I'm not wicked. I said, Shirley, the Bible says we're nothing but filthy rags. Oh, I'm not. But she knew what I meant, and she knew what I was talking about. Without Christ, we're all wicked. We're all sinners. We're all set for judgment. Without Christ, there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. And for the most part, the majority of the world out there don't want you to shine a light in their lives because it reveals the darkness there, and they don't want to see it. But it is their job as Christians to show, to reflect the light of Christ into their lives, but to reveal to them the joy that it brings, the hope that it brings, that they see in us something they want in their own lives. They don't know what it is, but sooner or later they're going to come to you and say, I don't know what, it is, what you've got that makes you so happy and you know, troubles don't seem to bother you that much and you're always smiling. I don't know what you've got, but I want some of it. And then you can tell them, well, what I've got has been offered to all people. I've got Christ. I've got him in my heart. I've got him in my mind. I've got him in my life. And I'm being transformed into his image. And the more Christ I pour into my life, the more of the sin that comes out of my life, because I am a vessel of limited volume. So the more Jesus goes in, the more of the bad stuff comes out. Amen? And so that's why I read my Bible every day. That's why I study my Bible. That's why I pray. That's why I come and worship in church around people that I love and who believe in the same things I believe in. These people are examples to help us along the path. But people love their darkness. They really do. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they, were, they had been done in God. You know, the Bible tells us that uh, we all will stand naked before God. That means everything, all the excuses, all the you know, things that we put on to make ourselves look good will be stripped away and will be revealed in all the truth of who we are. And there's only one thing that matters when God looks us at us. Does he see Christ in your heart? in your life is that light shining from you so he can see it if it's not 
You have no advocate. You have no standing before God. And the wages of sin, death and hell, eternal death. With Christ, how's the Revelations describe heaven? It says there's no need of sun and moon because the light of Christ and the light of God is there. So it's all light. There is no pain or suffering. So there's no more corruption or decay. No more growing old. No more aches and pains. You like that? We'll be whole, health, physically, mentally, spiritually. There'll be no more separation. We'll be one with God. And you know what else would be great? We'll be one with each other, too. We'll be unified. Because you know what isn't in heaven? Denominations, sex. S-E-C-T. It's only Christians. It's only people of God. There's no section for the Baptist over here and the Methodist over there. and We're all one with God. We are one with him. We'll be one with each other. And, of course, it tells us that death is banished. We'll have eternal light. Eternal light in the light, in the wholeness and unity of God. Sounds good, doesn't it? What are we supposed to do in the meantime? Be a reflection of Christ. Here's what I'd like us to do.
Because without light, darkness is the norm. But Father, people love their darkness. They love their sin. They want to do what they want to do. And that's the choice that they can have here, Lord. But they won't find satisfaction. They won't find peace. And they won't find true joy. Father, help me be a reflection of Jesus into the darkness. Let me reflect the truth of Jesus Christ to others that I might pass the light from one to another. Love to. Father in heaven, Lord, what a service. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word that we listen to today, Lord. And I, I pray, Lord, that it will settle in our hearts, Lord, that we will become a light, a reflection of you to one person at a time. Brother Lee was right. We do it one at a time. Don't let anybody ever not be able to see our light because we have it covered up, Lord. It's a light we should share with everybody, Father. To all non-believers, Lord. And Lord, let the light shine through us so that people will know that we're a child of God. That we have that joy in our heart that only you put there, Father. Only through acceptance of your Son as our Savior. Only way, Lord. For Jesus is the truth, the light, and the way, Father. Let's follow that, Lord. Let's be that reflection, that light that Brother Lee talks about. Help us, Father. Help us, Lord, to, to go seek the lost. This weekend, when we're meeting family, Lord, if there's any family that we have, Father, that doesn't see the light, doesn't have that relationship with you, Father, Give us the strength and wisdom and words to say, Father. That they may see the light. That they may have that light, Father. In Christ's precious name I pray. Amen. 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 I'd ask everybody to make a little effort in the upcoming weeks to shine a little light in somebody's darkness after that. Amen. Amen. Amen.
probably.